What's going on, Broncos country? We're back for week three of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Tanner Lee. You can follow me at the underscore T underscore Lee on Twitter. And I am joined today by a special guest live in my in-home studio. It's uh, my cousin, Nate Lee. He is a fan of the orange and blue, but unfortunately... He's a fan of a different shade of orange and blue in that he's a Chicago Bears fan. But anyways, Nate's a big sports fan, really likes the NFL, so he's going to help me out with this podcast so you guys don't have to uh, uh, torture yourselves by listening to 20 to 25 minutes of just me. So, uh, Nate, how's it going? It's going well. It's a pleasure to be here up in Rochester. Hey, glad to have you on here on the uh, Orange Weekly Podcast for all of uh, Broncos country to hear your uh, expertise as we're going to be Breaking down the week three matchup between the Broncos and the Redskins, where the Broncos got their first of hopefully what is many wins on the year, beating the Redskins by a score of 29 to 17. We'll break that down in just a minute. But first, here's a little intro music from the Mad Fanatic himself. I'm just glad to finally be talking about a win, even though it's preseason. It's not fun to talk about a loss. And, uh, you know, especially your Bears got the better of us by a point. Yeah, Last nice week I, I covered I covered that game on the on the week two podcast or week preseason week two uh, postgame podcast. But like I mentioned at the beginning, our Broncos were victorious by a score of 29 to 17. Really liked what I saw for the first string offense this week. I thought Case Keenan was as sharp as he's been so far in a Denver Bronco uniform. Still, uh, he didn't didn't throw a touchdown, but more importantly, he didn't have any fumbles, didn't have any INTs. I mean, as long as he can not turn over the ball, which is something the Broncos struggled at the last two years with um, Simeon, Lynch, Osweiler, uh, never gave the offense a chance by turning over the ball. As long as he didn't turn over the ball, I think the Broncos should be in most games. He ended up with a stat line the other night of, 12 completions on 18 attempts for 148 yards. Did take one sack. Um, and I know, you're, like I said, you're a fan of the Bears. So you watch a lot of NFC North football. Mm-hmm. You watched Keenum a lot last year because you had Adam Thielman yes. on your fantasy team. Uh, give me an assessment of what you think Case Keenum can bring to the Broncos this year. So I think he can bring a lot. He's one of those players that can kind of step in a role and uh, kind of do what you need. I think maybe it might take uh, a little bit of time, but that's what we're doing in the preseason, of course. Um so maybe, maybe even if in week one he's not fully there, I think throughout the year uh, he's going to bring it together just like he did last year. Well, and, and I think he's a guy already in the preseason we've seen, you know, just some sample size in, in three weeks. He's getting better every week. Uh, you can already tell he's developed a really nice chemistry with a few guys, Emmanuel Sanders especially. You can tell he really likes targeting Emmanuel. Who, Emmanuel had a huge game the other night. He had four catches for 61 yards, and he had a jet reverse sweep. It was only carry the game for a 27-yard touchdown. Yeah. It's looking like his old self again. Emmanuel struggled through injuries last year, was very frustrated with having to get used to three different quarterbacks, trying to develop that chemistry. He's looking like himself when um, he had Peyton Manning back there. And I honestly think when Emmanuel Sanders is healthy, he's one of the top 20 wide receivers in the NFL. 
one thing I saw Keenum do a lot last year with Thielen was uh, uh, he kind of gave him a chance. He gives a lot of his wide receivers uh, that chance, and I think he'll be able to bring that to the, the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm hoping he gets good chemistry with uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, Demarius only had two catches for 13 yards. He hadn't done much this preseason, but he's the longest-tenured Bronco on the roster. We know what Demarius can do. He's been there a long time. Um, I thought rookie Cortland Sutton that has been just a – He's been the breakout star, really, of training camp for the Broncos. He was a uh, pick from SMU, second-round pick. He had a good game, three catches for 45 yards, including a nice back shoulder catch against Josh Norman, who at one time was one of the best cornerbacks mm. in the NFL. Still really good. I don't think he's as good as he was when he's on Carolina. But that was nice to see. Um, yeah, I was just really happy in general with the first-team offense, and I was happy with the first-team defense. Thought they played really well. Alex Smith, uh, opponent that Bronco fans are real familiar with from his Kansas City days, he only went three for eight for 33 yards, and he uh, took a sack. It was nice again to see a, a first-round rookie, a fifth pick overall. Bradley Chubb was flying around the field again. Him and Von Miller combined for a sack. Uh, hopefully we see a lot of that this year. I thought even uh, Shane Ray I thought played really well. He had a sack one time on backup quarterback Colt McCoy just crushed him from the blind side uh, really liked what I saw of the Broncos and a huge huge um I want to give a game ball to this guy actually Brandon McManus the kicker he was five for five including a 56 yard field goal and that's a normal error that's not a mile high error that's not in the thin altitude um you know it's or the high altitude I should say the thin air or the high altitude he he had Moments last year, he really struggled, especially start of the season. So to see Brandon already in shape and ready for the season, you can tell he's mentally focused. He's ready to go. But unfortunately for him, he's one of the players that's going to have to play week four of the preseason because you don't usually carry two kickers. Um, but I, I, I like this. I liked what I saw out of him. Um, and then you know I need big things out of McManus this year. Yeah, you drafted him in our fantasy league as your kicker, didn't you? So, so I'm hoping for some more bombs uh, well, in Denver with I'm that. I'm hoping for a lot of uh, – a lot of good field goal attempts, I should say. I, I don't want to say a lot of field goal attempts because I want to score touchdowns, but nonetheless, he's, he's a weapon out there when he's kicking well. Um, one one thing to note, uh, Adrian Peterson started for the uh, Redskins. He had 11 carries for 56 yards. Uh, our first, first string run defense did struggle at times containing him. He would go for like a 7-yard run, then do nothing, then do go for like a 16-yard run. Uh, things like that, but uh, I don't know. I think I think the rush defense looked a lot better than they had the previous two weeks, so I think I think that helps a lot. Um, and as far as the running back competitions going for the Broncos, uh, D'Angelo Henderson actually was the leading rusher with 32 yards and seven carries. But I don't know if Hop's going to make the team or not. He was barely played last year at running back, but he played a lot of special teams. But there's there's five guys. You know, competing for roster spots, and uh, in my opinion, I think rookie Royce Freeman out of Oregon. I think he's solidified the starting job. I think the competition is over. I think he should be the starter week one versus Seattle. He had five carries for 26 yards and a touchdown, and that touchdown run was 24 of those 26 yards. He's had a touchdown every week of the preseason. He actually leads the NFL in preseason t- rushing touchdowns with three. I like the way he runs. I think he's he's proved to me a lot more than Devontae Booker. I mean, Devontae had three carries for nine yards. And uh, just, I don't know, he's not bringing anything to the table. I just haven't been impressed with him at all. And undrafted rookie out of Colorado, Philip Lindsay, he had five carries for 31 yards. 
and he had one reception for 18 yards. That's what he can bring. He can bring a dynamic of not only r- rushing and and the ability to pop a big play because of his speed. He's good at receiving. He's a number one kicker turner right now. I think the kid makes it as an undrafted rookie, which a lot of Bronco fans are familiar with. They have a, quite a few of undrafted rookies on their roster, including Chris Harris Jr., who in my opinion is a top five cornerback in the league. I mean, that's just an eye for talent there where you can, when you can uh, pick guys like, up like that. So I don't know where Devontae falls. I mean, even David Williams, he had three uh, seventh-round uh, running back from Arkansas. He had three catches for 46 yards um, and six carries for 19 yards. I don't know. It's going to be tough for um, Vance Joseph, John Elway, you know, making a decision. The other coaches making a decision on these running backs because you can't keep a ton of them. And you got to keep a spot for any any Janovich fullback who I think is one of the most underrated fullbacks in the league. He's only in his third year, but he had two huge blocks that busted two whole huge runs open. Those things go overlooked, don't you think? Almost definitely. Average football fans don't even consider you know big blocks out of linemen, let alone a fullback. Getting to that I mean, second line. I mean, when you have a good fullback, it can do that much more for your offense. And, and another thing, I still want to see more in, in week four out of the Broncos' tight ends. They have so many tight ends vying for spots. Uh, Jake Butt, who's really you tell me all Big Ten tight ends, right? All four of them are Big Ten tight ends. The four that I think will make the roster. And Jake Butt, who's really a rookie because he missed the whole season last year out of Michigan. Troy Fumagalli, he's a rookie out of Wisconsin. Jeff Hireman's a third year guy out of Ohio State, and then uh, Jonathan Taylor is a uh, tight end out of Wisconsin. And I, I think all four of those guys do make the roster. Uh, definitely in a Bill Musgrave offense, he likes to use his tight ends a lot. And um, wouldn't you say a tight end's a weapon for any team if they have a good tight end? Most definitely, and they have they have some big boy tight ends for sure. I mean, go back to the Bears a few years ago. Since you're a Bear fan, uh, Mike Martz never used Greg Olson very no. well, and look what he's doing mm-hmm. in Carolina. Yeah, and that was one of those players going into it that I was for sure going to select for my fantasy team. I thought he would get a lot of um, options to him, a lot of passes, a lot of touchdowns. But I remember that year with Jay, it just didn't work out, and. He was in Carolina the next year. Well, we won't uh, we won't torture any Bronco fans <laughs> with uh, talking about Jay Cutler because I don't. He's not very well received like or liked word. or liked in uh, Broncos country, let alone Bears or country or probably even Miami. Really, after last year, he's not really liked anywhere. Uh, maybe Vanderbilt, but I don't really know any Vanderbilt fans to uh, to ask on that. But uh, um, Chad Kelly, the backup, I, I think I think he's won the backup job. I don't think there's any, in my opinion, any reason to go get a veteran like a Matt Moore or Derek Anderson or anybody like that or trade for somebody. He went 7 for 11 for 73 yards. No touchdowns, but no picks. Didn't take any sacks. That's a normal stat line for a backup. I mean, you don't want your backup going in there and turning the ball over a bunch or anything. Just steady and cool. Paxton Lynch did get some reps. I was sort of surprised that they played him in week three, but yet sort of not. Typical Paxton, three for seven for 39 yards. He's not going to make this 53-man roster. And it's just, it's so disappointing because a few years ago I had high hopes for him. John Elway trades up in the first round to get him. He's he just, all over the news he's that just, year too. He's just, he's just nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's even a report on Twitter. I can't tell if it's if it's a, um, you know photoshopped or if it's real, but Zach By of the uh, – um, Stokely and Zach show uh, in the afternoons of 104.3, the fan out in Denver. He p- tweeted something yesterday, a picture of Paxton Lynch Snapchat, and Paxton Lynch had a for sale sign in his yard. If that's true, then he's definitely not making the team. He knows he's out, but I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell if that's been messed with due to 
Photoshop or some other kind of software, if that's the real deal. But uh, I, I want to get your opinion of Paxton Lynch from an outsider's perspective. Uh, Paxton Lynch is someone, you know, we were all kind of excited to see play. Um, and then he just really, you know, from an outside perspective, didn't really give us what we needed in a, in a player. Uh, I know that um, he was a drafted quarterback in different fantasy leagues that I was in and uh, people that drafted him um, – Mostly. Well, well, year one going in, a lot of people thought he might beat out the number Trevor one. Seaman, yeah. Seaman, and especially last year. Last year, the Broncos gave the guy every chance in the preseason. They were yeah. almost trying to hand him the job. It's kind of like what they did with Tim Tebow. And he couldn't, he couldn't outplay Trevor Simeon. He could. Tim won. At least Tim won. Right. Tim, Tim might have done it ugly a lot of times, but Tim was a winner. He got him to the playoffs. He won a, won a beat, playoff game and beat the Steelers. And he would have been the Broncos' quarterback probably going forward if it wasn't for Peyton Manning. You do everything you can to get a guy like Peyton Manning. But, yeah, Paxton Lynch, you know, had a big arm, mm-hmm. and he's a pretty good athlete coming out of Memphis. But he only ran eight plays at Memphis. Right. So and he didn't really play anyone too good at Memphis. No. And, and really the breaking point for me last year was when he got benched at Oakland after getting hurt, and he cried. Mm-hmm. He was showing crying. That's not the mental stability you want out of your quarterback. No way. You want him to be strong. And I think that's something Case Keenum brings to the Broncos. He's a good leader. Mentally tough. He's like been I said, he, the rounds. he can step in and uh, he can he can do the job. He wears a chip on his shoulder because he's undrafted, you know, free agent. Started off with the Texans, then went to the Rams and got beat out uh, halfway through the season by Jared Goff. Went to Minnesota last year, had a career year, but yet Mike mm-hmm. Zimmer was never never really liked him. I mean, if it wasn't for injuries to Bradford and Bridgewater, he probably wouldn't even played last year. Had a career year. Vikings weren't even interested in bringing him back. So Denver signs him to a two-year, $36 million deal where he's finally the guy somewhere. I kind of think like Keenum is like the successful version of Lynch. They kind of both went to kind of smaller colleges, really ripped it up in college, making records, and um, Keenum kind of just showed her the right way to do it. And he's a pro's work, pro. Work, yeah, work his way up into a good system. And I'm, I'm really trying not to digress too far away from this week three preseason game, but we're in a good conversation here, I feel like, about this quarterback situation and just different things. Uh Going to the Vikings, one thing, and this is kind of off the off the handle here, but uh, there's reports that uh, Kyle Sloter, who the Broncos picked up as an undrafted rookie last year in Northern Colorado, played really well for him in the preseason last year, but they decided not to keep him and keep Chad Kelly instead, even though Chad couldn't play last year due to injury. And he got picked up by the Vikings last year, was actually their third-string guy last year. It There's a report out this weekend He's number two on their depth chart right now over Trevor Simeon. Wow. So you look at the Broncos quarterbacks from last year, Trevor Simeon, third string right now in Minnesota. Paxton Lynch, third string for the Broncos right now. Brock Osweiler, third string in Miami right now. They're all trying to fight. Even that shows teams. you why they went 5-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. You had three third string quarterbacks as your starting quarterback. And that's the one frustrating thing in Broncos history is they've never had a track record of drafting a quarterback and developing him. John Elway was not drafted by the Broncos. People forget that. He was drafted by the Baltimore Colts and traded to the Broncos. Peyton Manning was not drafted by the Broncos. No. He was drafted (laughs) and played 14 years for the Indianapolis Colts before he signed with the Broncos via free agency after Jim Irsay cut him. The Broncos don't draft and develop quarterbacks. I can think of maybe one. Who's that? Maybe it was Jay drafted by the Broncos? He was, but he was, he was only played for him for about three or four years. I know. But he wasn't really developed. Right. I mean, Made they some money off of him. They didn't let the era 
come through. And really, when they when they replaced Jake Plummer with Jay Cutler, there's a lot of controversy because the Broncos had only lost three games so far in that season, and they they bench a big time free agent they had for the last few years who led them to an AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. and bench him for Cutler who had all the tools. That's what being hot will get you, and yeah. it'll, it'll make you lots of money. And yeah, but I think finally we can put to rest and. And I know it's not a majority of Broncos country. There was a minority, but my Twitter feed was blown up with this over the last few weeks. There's a lot of people calling for Chad Kelly to be the starter over Case Keenum, which is just stupid. And I don't mean to criticize people who thought it that way, but it was. It was stupid. Um, you can't you can't take sample sizes from the preseason. Uh, Chad Kelly, yes, he's done enough to, to uh, have the backup job, which I'm thrilled about, but he's not – Ready to start over Case Keenum. No. Case is the starter. Case is their starter week one against Seattle. And barring injury, he's probably the starter all year long. Uh, unless he plays just really, really, really horrifically bad or something. But hopefully we don't have to we don't have to um worry about that. I think this is a good time for Chad Kelly to also learn behind him. Absolutely. He's he's pretty Case. much a rookie. Yeah. I mean, he's in his second year, but he couldn't play last year due right. to injuries. He was the last pick in the draft two years ago. He's Mr. Irrelevant. And to make it to be a backup quarterback is a pretty great story. I mean, Chad Chad comes from uh, Ole Miss. He actually was at Clemson originally, got in some trouble, transferred to, um, oh, the college on Hard Knocks, the college. Yeah, in, the last U university. Yeah, the last chance yeah. U. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, uh, but he won a championship there. Somewhere then, in Mississippi. Yeah, then he went to Ole Miss for two years, did really well, had a few off-the-field incidents. Got towards ACL late in his senior year, and then not only that, he hurt his wrist in his pro day. But very exciting player, but especially old. Brings Miss. moxie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason they call him Swag. Yeah, Chad Swag Kelly. Yeah. He brings confidence, swagger, something Broncos Impressed. haven't seen. <laughs> they haven't seen out of Paxton Lynch. Yeah. He doesn't look confident. Mm-mm. He looks. He panics. He panics in the pocket. He looks to run. He just. It's almost like he wasn't ready. No, and, and the Broncos, you know, when they draft him, a lot of people said this is a two, if not three, year project. Problem is, yeah, it's only year three, but he's digressing. He's not progressing. Oh, he's getting worse and worse every time he gets on the field, and uh, that's just not a good problem at all. But uh, or a pro- good problem to have at all. But um, I think the Broncos wanted a lot out of him, kind of sure. like right away too. That's a lot of pressure. Uh, Absolutely. I think maybe he needed some time to kind of sit behind like a star quarterback and kind of watch how they do it in the. In the NFL, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers, and you know, and he never had that chance. But uh, no, um, one thing going back to this this match against the Redskins, I really liked how the Broncos' defense was. They only allowed one third down conversion. The Redskins were only one of eleven on third down. They were two for three on fourth down, but and the Broncos uh, went six for thirteen on third down, which was nice to see. Broncos had 146 rushing yards, 251 passing yards for 397 total yards. Redskins only had 136 rushing yards, 120 passing yards for 256. Uh, the Broncos did, uh, let's see here, um, they, they had three sacks, and Washington only had one. So, I mean, I mean, the Broncos got after it from the get-go, and it was really nice to see. Hopefully they can do the same uh, this upcoming Thursday night at Arizona. Only one more preseason game. This third one was kind of like what they call the dress rehearsal where you see the starters play a lot. The fourth one, we're not going to see that too much. It's got to be the guys fighting for the roster spots. It should be fun too. Well, yeah, which can be fun. But uh, 
and I'm sure you feel the same way about the Bears. I'm ready to get this preseason week over with and get into week one. Of the, make the cuts, get the 53-man roster set, get the practice squad set, and let's get to real-time football. Um, yeah, week one against Seattle can't come soon enough. But uh, you have any questions for me? You want me to answer Broncos-related? Um, I mean, they can, they can be anything. I don't, I don't really care. You might have already talked about this on one of your earlier shows, but um, what's your prediction this year record-wise for the Broncos? I know I, that's a tough question. You know, I have not hit on this uh, yet. I was waiting until after this uh, next week's game. But uh, as of right now, and I, and I'm a big – you know me well enough. I'm a pretty big Bronco homer, but I'm try, I try to be realistic. I've been bouncing back between 7-9 and nine and 8-8 eight and because eight, the schedule's pretty difficult. Um the offense has to prove to me a little more. And, and, and I know we can't say that after a sample size of the preseason. So I'll say 8-8 eight and eight right now. If they can get 10-6, and six, though, I think they're going to make the playoffs. But the turning around year for sure. Well, in the AFC West is a tough division. Uh, you're not sure where you're going to get out. Oakland, personally, I don't think they're going to be very good, but you're not sure with John Gruden right. being there. A lot of drama going on with Khalil Mack. Kansas City's got a brand-new quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Looks to be very talented. Looks to be promising, but he's only had one start under his belt. Against the Bears. Against the Broncos, oh, week exactly. 17. I the Bears last night. Or? Well, preseason. Oh, I'm not counting preseason, pre-season starts. Okay. Regular season starts, he only has one. And then uh, you got the Chargers, who on paper look to probably be the favorites. But they're already getting bit by the injury bug like they do every year. They get bit by the injury bug worse than anybody in the NFL, which I personally can't stand the Chargers. I Philip Rivers is my least. It depends least, a lot on Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is my least favorite athlete. <laughs> I don't like the guy. I think he's probably a good dude off the field, but I hate the way he carries himself on the field. And that goes way back, too. Way back. I mean, way he goes back. back to. The Breeze. Yeah, he. he, he uh, they chose Drew Breeze or chose him over Drew Breeze, which Drew Breeze goes down to New Orleans and turns into the player he is today and wins the Super Bowl. And Philip's been a good quarterback. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But he's just the way he handles himself. And I know a lot of Broncos fans can remember when Cutler was quarterback. Cutler and Rivers jollying at each other from sideline to sideline. That was pretty pretty entertaining to watch back <laughs> in the day. But, uh, no, I'm not a Phillip fan. But, you know, I would say right now 8-8. Eight and eight, But my, my opinion can definitely change for the better or for the worse here in the next couple couple weeks. And the Broncos have to get off to a good start for Vance Joseph's sake, I think. I mean, they cannot get off to a slow start. Get off to a slow start, and I think he's done. Mm-hmm. He almost got fired after last year. Mm-hmm. John Elway does not have patience yeah, as a general manager. I mean, he's looking to win, win now, yep. win going on. Doesn't have patience with his quarterbacks. Doesn't have patience. And that's one reason I think they went and got Case Keenum. He didn't want to keep trying groom and developing Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. Mm-mm. I kind of wish they would have got let it red of Lynch and kept Simeon as the backup. But like I said, Chad Swag Kelly is doing fine as that. But, uh, no, I, I would say – um. Yeah, he Vince Joseph has to get off a good start because last year at one point the Broncos had lost eight games in a row, which was the first time ever I believe in franchise history. If not the first time ever, it was the first time like in fifty some years. And uh, just to go five and eleven was after you start three and one was just not. It, it was inexcusable, really. Being a Bears fan, I've had a lot of those years. Yeah, uh, they're not fun. I mean, uh, hoping to bounce back as well. Yeah, I have yeah. one more question for you. Okay. Uh, just Denver Broncos wise, who's yep. the most improved this year? Player? Yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, well, I hit on them already earlier. I think Emmanuel Sanders has a bounce back year. Um, Get someone throwing to him. Yeah, and, and if he can stay healthy, I think I think he'll have a bounce back. Um, but as far as guys who. You know, Bradley Roby's going to have to have a bigger role now that I keep Tlaib's in L.A. Uh, most most improved. You know, nobody really sticks out in my mind as to who 
was a reserve last year and might be starting this year. Um, oh, look, I got one. Connor, Connor McGovern. He's got to be starting right guard. He started late last year at guard, but for a majority of his career, he's been a reserve. His young career, he looks to be the starting right guard. And I've liked everything I've seen out of him. I think he's a really hard worker. Um, and the offensive line doesn't get talked enough about the Broncos. Uh, I thought they've been playing pretty well. I thought they played well this week. Need to only allow one sack. Uh, that that's another. I mean, offensive line's another huge key to this team. The offensive line struggled the last few years, um, and if if they can keep uh, Case upright, I think they'll they'll have a chance to succeed as well. So, I'd say Connor McGovern, but I also look for Emmanuel Sanders to have a bounce back year. But I'm excited about the rookies: Cortland Sutton, uh, Deshaun uh, Hamilton, guys like that. He's a um, Freeman too. Is he Royce Freeman, yeah, rookie. Rookie. Um, even Philip Lindsay, the undrafted rookie out of Colorado, I think makes the team. It's just it's just going to be tough uh, making this 53 man roster. The there is team too. there's yeah there's a t- couple spots that's come got to come right down to the wire. I mean, unfortunately, you can't keep everybody. Um, I don't, all professional athletes. I don't think Paxton Lynch makes the 53, like I've said. And I think Devontae Booker will. Um, a couple of those other running backs, like David Williams, I could see them put him down to practice squad, maybe even D'Angelo Henderson. But do you really want to put two running backs down to the practice squad? Um, and, and even the wide receiver battle is going to be interesting. There's a guy named Tim Patrick that's been playing well, and right now he's probably the fifth wide receiver. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, he, he had a late fumble against the Bears that cost the Broncos the game. He had a bounce-back week in this week against the Redskins in terms of he didn't have any fumbles, didn't have any mistakes, didn't do anything bad, I guess. Didn't necessarily do anything good, didn't do anything bad. He did hop on a fumble one time that hit the foot of Isaac Yadam, uh, rookie cornerback for the Broncos. It bounced off Yadam's foot. He recovered that. That was a heads-up play by McKenzie. And, and Isaac Yadam's one guy that struggled this week. He was he was the only one of the noticeable guys I thought that did not have a good game against the Redskins. Um that's one thing I am a little concerned about the Broncos is the depth and the defensive backs. I mean, you got Harris and you got Roby, but uh, Tremaine Brock has got to show me a little more, and then Yadam's got to show me a lot more. Uh, good thing for the, the Broncos, it does look like Sua Cravens will be ready to play this week against Cardinals. He was a safety they picked up from the Redskins and hadn't, hadn't played a game yet in the preseason because he's been injured. And uh, That's one guy the Broncos really need to see a strong performance out of him to make sure he's good to go to make the 53-man roster. So... But other than that, Nate, I'm just ready for this preseason to get over with, uh, get real-time Bronco football started week one against Seattle. Should be an exciting season. I really hope it's not another 5-11 and season because I don't know if I can take a third year in a row missing the playoffs, even though I did predict the Broncos go 8-8. Eight and eight. Trust me, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, and they definitely have the potential to win more games than that. Yeah, I'm right there with you about being excited I, for I, football. I guess, I guess I should put it this way, this way in terms. I think 7-9 and nine is the basement. Or the or the the floor, I should say, for the Broncos record wise, and I think ten and six, eleven and five is probably maybe the ceiling. a playoff team. Yeah, is probably the ceiling. They definitely have all the talent to make the playoffs. Um, they just have to stay healthy, and put all those pieces, and together. not turn it over. And um, the coaching has to be a little better, which I think the coaching has improved a little uh, from week to week, a little bit in the preseason. That's uh, something a lot of Bronco fans haven't gave Vince Joseph and staff enough kudos. I think they have been doing a good, better job. But uh, you got anything else for this? Uh, Post game podcast. I just appreciate you staying, uh, coming on, hopping on with me, even though you're not a Broncos fan, because it it really helps uh, 
helps me do the show. Yeah, this has been a great experience for me. It's been a pleasure. This is his podcast debut. Yeah. People, uh, by the way, he's never done anything like this. So, <laughs> a little nervous, but oh, no turning a nice conversation with my cousin. Uh, like you're saying, very excited for football to start. It was nice to see some college football last yeah. night, and uh, ready to see what the Bears can do week one as well. I think that personally, I think the Bears will have a better year. I'm a thinking six and ten, too. seven and nine out of them. So. Um, we need to win the games that they need to win, yep. and then hopefully they can still win some of those games yep. that are going to be close. Yep, I, I agree. So, well, I think that's going to do it for a week three week three preseason edition of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. I'll be coming back at you next week with uh, wrapping up the last preseason game, which the Broncos are taking on the Arizona Cardinals late Thursday night out in the desert of Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, like always, if you haven't liked the Orange Weekly. Facebook page, for one, what are you waiting for? And two, go ahead and get on Facebook. Give the Orange Weekly page a like. Follow Orange Weekly on Twitter, at Orange Weekly. Follow, follow them on Instagram as well. And you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is the underscore T underscore Lee. Always like chatting Broncos football with you. So with that said, also look out this win- this Tuesday night, another uh, Facebook Live show, Kev Dan. It's coming at you live on Tuesday night. That'll be 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 8 o'clock Central, 9 o'clock Eastern. That's with um, Beer, Broncos, and No BS is the name of the show. Uh, we really enjoy when you guys hop on and give us questions to talk about on that Tuesday night show and interact with you. You you kind of you kind of make the show for us. And then look for uh, the Wednesday night show with myself and Kev Dan. The good, the bad, and ugly will be breaking down this week three Redskins matchup once again, saying what we thought was the good, the bad, and just a flat-out ugly. That is a 15-minute show with also a 15-minute chat session afterwards. Same time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock Mountain Time. That streams on GetVocal.com and also on Facebook, and that is Wednesday nights. And with that said, Broncos country, I'll leave you with some music from the Madden Fanatic. And like always, go Broncos. Orange man, I'm riding on.